Listen, a Tupac song with an Isley Brothers sample. I'm in. I'm locked in. All the way down. You are checking out Hour 3 of RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. I hope you're locked in. I hope you're comfortable. The final hour, the after hours, this is where we get a little looser. We let our hair down a little bit more. I don't know what that really means. It just sounds cool because it's late, but you are locked in. We have my guest still, Mr. Damon Haley, who is an entrepreneur, author, you know, Los Angeles native, his glow and flow beauty. He and his wife, Glow glow and flow beauty. It's a beauty retail experience. It's right here in Inglewood, second location opening up soon soon to be franchising across the country, mm-hmm. which is really special. Um, I want to know from you, before we get into some of these other stories, as a black businessman in Los Angeles, right, what has your personal experience been like? Do you think that Los Angeles is set up as a city that is helping black entrepreneurs to win? Um, I'm uh, not to straw is it's not a definitive no, and it's not a definitive yes. Um, I think particularly after the George Floyd scenario, there were a lot of dollars that was flowing, you know, grant monies and all that kind of stuff, and it was cool then, you know. Um, I do think that from my experience, there's a lot of inspiration. There's a lot of education. There's still this idea of where's the money, where's the capital that we need to really make. We don't some need any more mentors. Happen. Yeah, I mean because I mean, you know, there's tons of cohorts and all these types of things. And I'm invited to be on, on on a lot of the stuff, and 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 I did particularly last year. Uh, but I realize I'm a different person. So Diane and I both have a combined 50 years of business experience. We don't need a lot of what's being taught out there. We don't need to be inspired. What I need, need capital. I need I, I, I need money, and I have been able to to demonstrate to folks that I I know what to do with money. And so that's where the real problem is you know uh how do you help people go to the next level uh not just get started but how do you help people go to the next level so from that capacity i don't think i think the la is failing black businesses because if we can't get there we can't show the way we can't create the path and we can't be elevated like you tell me who's the top three business people in la no clue no clue no clue of all the businesses out there. It's no clue who that is because those stories aren't being told. We tend to want to make money in silence. We don't want to ruffle any feathers or anything like that and make stay under the radar stay. so that we're not a target. Right, right. And and I think there there there's something to that, and then there isn't something to it. I was talking to someone about Robert F. Smith. You know, argue the he's either number one or number two. Is Dave Stewart or Robert Smith? He just now currently is marketing himself. You know, after the Morehouse the discuss because that made such a ripple. I hear, 
he and I believe it to be true. He's purposefully like creating online, you know, the LinkedIn and IG and all that. Oh, kind I would of stuff. absolutely think so. He, um, the Earn Your Leisure guys. I'm not sure if yep. you're familiar. Mm-hmm. He's very link um, connected with them. Interview with them, I believe, more than once is doing their Invest Fest, which is yeah. coming up. And I felt like that was a purposeful move. I maybe again. I don't know him in any capacity, but to your point, when the information came out about Morehouse, I think he didn't know how to market himself. He didn't Mm -hmm. know how to present himself and to be relatable. And just so happened that this financial literacy boom has started coming up at the same time. And that's obviously an organic piece where he can connect with that. And he's being coached up on that. I'm I'm pretty confident based on the the individual that I talked to that he's being coached up and, and he's open to the coaching. Uh, him and another cat, Don Peebles, who's a big real estate dude. So it is an influx. And I love what the Earn Your Leisure people doing. I'm not, unfortunately, I can't attend InvestFest out there. Uh, But it's funny, I was reading on it today, and he said, all the money's coming to Atlanta. And all they mentioned was entertainers. You know, and so once again, I don't really need to be around entertainers to be inspired and all that. I need to be around where where the bank's at. So I think that that you raise an interesting point with that because Robert Smith, obviously Don Peoples, these are people in business, but more people think that they could have a greater opportunity to be an entertainer than they do to be someone in business and to connect to that. How do you make the concept of being a business, like not, because I think right now in the culture, business, like I mentioned earlier, is something that is very much a topic. And, you know, we see a lot of, especially among women, you know, not flighty businesses, but, you know, online businesses, very much, you know, oh, I have... An online store, I have a lash line, you know, just one, two, three, the same kind of four business opportunities that they've seen other people do. But how do you make other aspects of that look appealing? Because it should just be, hey, you can make a lot of money at this and that should be a win, but it's not. So how do you think that you can make these other areas more appealing so that our youth get just as excited about coming to something, well, maybe not just, but excited about coming to something where they can hear from business owners, people that made a way that were, you know, perhaps in their position as they do coming to see Ari Fletcher and, you know, Lil Baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think, I think it's, it's an opportunity to produce an array of opportunities, meaning some people are going to get stuck on the entertainment thing. And some people are going to want to get stuck on the sports thing. Those are shiny, flashy, all of that. But waste management is a lot of money in that. You know, and I think that it's finding those people and exposing, you know, an, that other stuff to people. You know, like, oddly enough, I've been around a lot of this stuff, but that's not really me. You know, I like the the, the, the stuff that provides people an opportunity to come together and have fun. That's kind of what gets me going. And and I think Diane loves love and Diane loves design and all that kind of stuff. We don't star chase as as a family or not me individually or we don't do that. And I think that that's what a lot of us do. And I listen to people all the time, women in particular, that are doing nails, lashes and and liquids, you know, and I think it's low hanging fruit. 
and they do see that they can do it. And sometimes that's the capability that they have. I think that there's people that have greater aspirations that need to be touched, not just to go to college to do whatever and go get a job, but really to go to college, learn and fortify your community or start a business. That's where we really need to start. Do you think college is still necessary, even just from a networking perspective? Um, I think it's necessary for some because, you know, we're still talking about 20 year olds needing a safe space to go. Like, like I have a niece, she's at UCLA. I always tell my brother, she cool until 2025. Because UCLA gonna provide a cool little spot. It's it's, it's it ain't LA. Is she cool to you? Got to worry about 2025 when she's done. But I need I know you need to figure out a learning pattern. If it's uh, some trade, if it's coding or whatever, you have to figure that out. And I don't know if someone here in the United States at age 18 has enough to figure it out if they ain't been trying since they 12 years old. You know, you have to go somewhere where you can figure out how to learn something else. They need to be college because oddly enough, I was accepted. <laughs> I was accepted at, at Berkeley, but still wanted to go to ITT Technical Institute because I didn't know no better. To be honest, when I was 18, I'm like, well, what's the difference? Elect uh, electrical engineering is the same, ain't it? I didn't know, you know, <laughs> the doors that. Right. The um, university could open up just and, based and, off and, of people seeing that. And lucky there was a black dude at ITT in, in Buena Park that, that ran me out of his office. He said, you got accepted to, man, get, get, get the hell out of here, you know. And my dad didn't know either, but he was taking me wherever I wanted to go. So I think that it's exposure. To answer your question, we need exposure to more than just Jay-Z being a billionaire and, and Beyonce being a great entertainment talent we need more than that like a lot of like for me in the 90s i knew about reginelle lewis and a leverage buyout that was my that my, my guy well why should white guys have all the fun yeah. I, that was my thing in the early 90s you know 30 years ago you know and we're not hearing that kind of stuff he had that brown suit on on the cover <laughs> yeah you know with the cigar yep. and i went and, and and peoples i learned more about i knew who he was but I was in a Columbus, and I went to a, a dude's house. I actually used to work with LeBron. And I was like, man, I'm just checking out your library. And he said, oh, I got a book for you, D, here. And he gave me Don Peebles' book. And I read it on the way back from Columbus to, to LAX. And I'm like, okay, impressive dude. You know, stories like that of just a normal cat, you know, because that's how most of us are. We in the middle. You're going to have extraordinary people, people that ain't worth nothing, and then everybody in the middle. And most of us are in the middle, but people in the middle live in great lives. That's true. Do you find that um, since you've written your book and when you have conversations with youth, how do they respond? Because obviously you, you there's an easy way to get them. You know, you can throw out against some names that for most is going to draw you in mm -hmm. and want to know more. But what are those conversations like that you're having as a business owner I think, I think, uh, uh, you know, just yesterday I, I was in, in Whole Foods and a dude comes to me and says, hey, uh, you know, you Damon Haley. Yep. I read your book and, and he works at Target. And he said he got a book club after he read it. He created a book club. And I'm like, here, man, call me. Uh, and then I recognized who he was. He was actually the first person to read my book. Uh, you know, I didn't know 
and I reached out to him because I thought he read it pretty fast, but he had gotten a book. He got my book before I got my book from the publisher uh, at some, some book fair or whatever. But most people are inspired by it. Um, even, and I've had people in Brazil, China, Singapore, Nigeria, and Sierra Leone read the book. And people come, it's funny, outside of the country, race isn't a big thing when they talk about it, me being a black dude or whatever. It's just about triumph. It's about pivoting. It's about pushing forward. I think people in the United States, particularly women who, who read it, talk about fighting through the isms, which yeah. is a term I, I use. So I think it's inspirational as well as the 30 tips that I give about, about how to navigate through some of the scenarios. And, and I always say, be better than me. This is an opportunity for you to be better than me because now you know when I was going through that time and space, you have better tools to handle the time and space than I had, you know. So uh, I think those are the, are the big things. But young people are hyped on it. I mean, young people are some 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 kid that's going to, to Hampton hit me last week. He got the book in March. I went and spoke to, to some seniors in, in March and he hit me uh, maybe about eight days ago, like eight to 10 days ago and was like, I read your book. I'm ready. And I was like, all right, then play you know, get it, get it going. He just emailed me from my website. That's you know, amazing. Oh yeah, it's hyped. I, I was from hyped. Your off website, DamonHaley.com. 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 The book is the book of dreams and hopes. The book of DH. Yeah. You can get it on DamonHaley.com. DamonHaley.com. Amazon, uh, Barnes and Nobles. I got Audible. If you got Audible, okay. it's, it's on Audible. The the Audible version I think is actually better. Okay. Because it's it's. It's it's different than the written thing because when I was recording it, I felt different reading it. Okay. And then I'd be like, I don't even want to say that. I want to say this. So you interjected some different. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh, that was some bull, you know, stuff. I I, I go off, you know, sometimes and, and give you a little bit added added bonus. And it, and it's seven or eight different voices on my book too. Okay, okay. And it's scored like a movie. So the audible version. Oh, so you give good. you a whole experience because yeah, yeah. as we've discussed, giving people an experience is what it's all about. I mean, you even think about now people, wealthy people are spending less on luxury items and more on experiences. So more luxury vacations, more beyond six thousand dollar Beyonce concert tickets and and whatever else because they want an experience now more than just things when we come forward we'll have more with Damon Haley we're also going to get into that Sierra clip as well as talk about Run DMC's final performance and Hip Hop 50 wrap that conversation up you are listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580 you are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. I am still having a fascinating conversation with my guest, Mr. Damon Haley. Before we continue, I want to shout out Fanny, and I just dropped her last name. Fanny, the Georgia prosecutor, you know, she dropped bombs. Trump was indicted today. There are 19 indictments total. She has indicated that she wants to prosecute them all at once. We know what she has been doing, what she has been laying out the foundation for. So just have to give love her way and shout her out. And um, we hope that you take this one far, as far as you can. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, I, 
Fanny uh, Willis. Okay, there it is. Where it is? I was like Williams Willis. Shout out to Fanny Willis. Uh, big what up you to her. About Fanny Willis. <laughs> you know, big up to the black woman down there in Georgia holding it down, doing her thing, and um, hopefully she'll be the one to put that final nail in Donald Trump's coffin. But we'll have to see. I mentioned Sierra before we came forward, and Sierra, here's all of your commentary regarding her marriage, her children, Russ, what happened with Future. In a recent interview, she was asked to share her thoughts on all the chatter and how she sort of deals with it and what her thoughts are about Black Twitter. So let's check in. The one thing I wanted to ask you, because I always think about this from the other side, is that like black Twitter. Okay, that's what we call it, black Twitter. (laughs) And I feel like whether they're discussing future or your amazing relationship with Russell or they throw the kids in it, anytime any of you do something, it's a three-day debate. Everybody's (laughs) got think pieces going. Do you read any of that stuff? Do y'all laugh about it? Do y'all like, did you see what these people talking about today? Remember I said, Sierra, she keeps it cute. And you know, up there, Cece, you know, sometimes she want to, you know, say a couple of things. I think what you, we always say in life is, you know, keep the main thing the main thing, you know. So for me, that's always my philosophy. I'm always focused on joy. It is a little bit of that unbothered energy. Um, so, yeah, that's how I kind of look at, like, life. I want to live my life full of joy and happiness. So shout out to Sierra. She's basically saying, I don't hear y'all. I don't see y'all. Keep it moving. So keep it cute with those conversations. But, um... I do think that she raised an interesting point about Sierra and Cece. Is there still a need for us to code switch in this era in 2023 when we talk about keeping it real and our decorum? And I don't know if that, you know, what she specifically is talking about is necessarily code switching. I know that there are different behaviors necessary for different environments. But do you think that as far as success is concerned, especially now, there's still a need to kind of have one side of you that you reveal maybe in business or with certain business associates and then keep another side that is completely reserved for home, family, friends, private life, et cetera. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, hey, every time you said my name, what did I say? DH, baby. You know, that is a part of my personality that I get power from. Um, when I used to, <laughs> I did have a job and, uh, it's funny. My, my job name was Dalton. Dalton. Yeah. So I would go into Dalton. Okay. Dalton books. No, just Dalton. Dalton. Cause I thought it was Dalton. What are you? Okay. was an interesting way that I had to act in that space in order to advance, fit in and all that other stuff. Okay. Because Damon might not have. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's certain links that you can go when you talk in a in an environment that you're there to work, you know, so so you can't talk about race, politics, religion and things like that, because, you know, being a black person, you, you just it's just not where you where you're going to get a raise promotion or bonus if you oppose the general flow. I think with, with Sierra, though, you know, it's about maturity. You know, and, and, you know, it's my brother-in-law was with a friend of mine and my childhood friend. And he said, Damon, I never heard nobody call you Day-Day. And I said, <laughs> you know, it's only about four people on the planet that will. I was the original Day-Day before Friday came out. 
but that's who I was back in the day. And then I was D. Uh, frat days, I was sweet delight. And you know that's right. That's what they call me. Shout out. But, you're but, an omega. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm a sigma. Oh, you're I'm a sigma. sigma. Okay. Phi, phi beta, no greater. Okay. So I think that what she was probably saying, Cece, well, might have been a 19 or 20-year-old Sierra, right? And so now she's a woman. She's a mother of four, three, four. Well, she's pregnant now. Yeah. So four. So, okay, she going to want to do like Russ now. A dude just sweet, considerate, all that kind of stuff. But Cece back in the day might have wanted a bad boy. Well, she did. 50. Yeah, because I, I mean, Bow wow. Hey, <laughs> Future. Hey, hey, you know, I need a soldier. You know, I, yeah. I need a roughneck. All that kind of stuff. Shout out to those days. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that's what those women kind of wanted did because that was hot and all of that. So I think that. It's fun. I think that yeah, I mean, but you 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 flow out of that. So Absolutely. I do think that yeah, if you are a person, you might need to do some code switching to fit in or whatever. And I do the same thing. I mean, I'm in beauty, so it's funny. I was in a meeting, and we closed the deal, but I did more. The, the afterwards, the the woman on my side of the table who was on my team said, "Dang, Damon, you did more talking in our prep meeting." Because I realized I'm the only dude, and we talking about hair, and I ain't got no hair, so <laughs> so you can't carry the conversation. I, it's only so much because my hair never itched. Because <laughs> we got that slate that's anti-itch, right? I don't know about lightweight, silky, soft, all of that, but I can't talk about inventory and uh, and, and assortments and all of that kind of stuff. I kind of stayed in my lane. So I think that we all get into who do I have to be in this space to be the most productive and effective. Now, me personally, like you said, sometimes I'm Mr. Valentine. I'm a different person as Mr. Valentine because we're around a lot of people that I'm Mr. Val I'm a character. So I do characterize myself at different things, but mostly, and I ain't saying I'm fake. I might say I might say less. Right. But, you know, you do some tricky stuff, I'm going to let you know. You know, you do something I don't like, I'm going to let you know. Uh, I had to take somebody outside, you know, and say, hey, stop saying that because that's wrong. And then we went back inside. So and it was like, oh, wow, I didn't know. You know, I'm not I'm not upset. I'm just telling you what you're saying is wrong. It was about how royalties work on a shoe deal. Okay. And he didn't realize I know how royalties work on a shoe deal. So I was like, hey, man, what you're saying is wrong in this environment. Don't back up that statement. Now, let's go back in here and get this money. Right. You know, in the right way. So I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, code switching is going to be something we all do because work ain't home. It just ain't. And then I think that the CCs and the day days and all of that will have their youthfulness. But when we become grown people, we go and, and we morph into something different. When I when I do presentations, I always show a collage of, of who I am everywhere from five years from kindergarten picture to something I did last year. And at some point I realized I'm not even those people anymore. I'm in a different time. I'm in a different place. My skin ain't the same. My hair is <laughs> different. It ain't even nothing more about the memory of who that person is. So it's about who I am now and what's important to me right now. When we come forward, we will have more with Damon Haley. We're, of course, going to get into Run DMC, the legends that they are. And we're going to have a question for Damon about product. And is product simply product 
no matter what it is. All that and more, you are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked in, Hour 3, RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. That Run DMC intro was not random. It was on purpose because... We know that we just celebrated the 50th anniversary of the start of hip-hop. We know it started with a block party back in the day in New York, back-to-school party, two turntables and a mic eventually. You know, the five elements of hip-hop, breaking, DJing, graffiti, emceeing. I probably left something out that I can't think of. I'll run it back, though. But if you know, feel free to chime in. But anyway... The first superstars in hip-hop were Run DMC. Now, we know that they were a group of first, first, first. They're the first rappers to have a gold album, Run DMC, 1984. The first rap act to appear on MTV, right? We saw the extension of that when they paired up with Aerosmith um, for Walk This Way, a rendition of that hit and made it a whole new thing in 1986 that was a phenomenon. Obviously, we know what they did with Adidas, how they made them famous. Wasn't even a branding type situation at that time. They were just showing love to the gear that they rocked day in, day out, and they became the first rappers with an endorsement deal, right? They also were the first rap act to appear on Saturday Night Live, the first rap act to grace the cover of Rolling Stone, the first to win a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. By their third album, Raising Hell, released in 1986, they would be the first rap act and album to achieve platinum status. You got to think of their King of Rock video, which um, was controversial at the time. They stepped on Michael Jackson's sequined glove. They smashed Elton John's glasses. They... We're talking mess basically to Buddy Holly, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Little Richard. These are, you know, rock and roll icons and came out the gate with a lot of bravada, a lot of style, and a lot of attitude, right? So over the weekend at the massive Hip Hop 50 Live celebration that was in New York, it had um, Nas was there. You know, he brought out Lauren Hill. think Slick Rick, not Slick Rick, sorry. Dougie Fresh and Snoop Dogg performed Lottie Dottie together because, you know, Snoop was the first person to remake a rap song. He remade Lottie Dottie on his early album, and that was kind of controversial. But um, back to Run DMC. They obviously established Def Jam. They dropped in 1983 with their single, It's Like That. And we know they um, tragically lost Jam Master J, their DJ, in 2002 on Halloween to a shooting. But they have endured. Rev Run later became a reality TV star. We saw him in the bathtub with his BlackBerry phone. It became synonymous with a lot of things. They were in the first really hip-hop-based movie, Crush Groove, one of my personal favorites. We won't talk about everybody's acting, but it was a great movie. (laughs) It worked for me. Do you know what I mean? That was like the bit of hip-hop that you could get in 1985. You didn't even know where all the flavor and culture was coming from. You just know you wanted to be a part of it. So they have indicated that their performance on Saturday was their final one. 
And, um, you know, it's been 40 years and a hell of a career. And I just wanted to make sure to acknowledge them because I feel like, you know, they came back out with a single, I think, in 90 or 91, Down With The King. It, um, I can't remember who was on the single with them. Um, Pete Rock, C.L. Smooth. Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth, you're right. They produced the cut and they were featured on it. And that was considered a big deal. They were considered almost washed up. They probably weren't even 30 at that time period but you know hip-hop has just evolved to an older person's game at least the inclusion of such it's always going to be a young person's game but we have a lot of rappers that are doing big things over 50 and run dmc were the catalyst to that they set the stage they set i mean obviously you can talk about rapper's delight in that single but knowing what we know now, even though they were impactful, not like Run DMC. So I just wanted to make sure to acknowledge them, give them their props, um, and, you know, say thank God for Run DMC and hip-hop really quickly. And, you know, obviously, shout-out to Run, who has created a legacy through his daughters. His daughter, Angela, just launched a vegan cake line recently. And, um, you know, that was also our first taste visually of sort of hip hop royalty on TV again through that reality show. They were on the early phase of the reality TV boom. So I just wanted to, you know, put that out there, celebrate them and give a little love to that. So <laughs> back to my conversation with Damon Haley. Damon, before we came forward, I asked you about product marketing because obviously you dealt with sneakers and that industry you're now dealing with hair you have titum titum why am i botching this right mm -hmm. titan titan there we go titan which is like a giant larger mm -hmm. than life figure mm -hmm. um which is coming which is a men's product is marketing a product the same no matter what the product is um the basics yes and no i mean the basics are are the same you know um you still have to market the product so people kind of understand its benefits i think the tricky part uh which is still a basic is the brand you know and uh you know we were talking about the brand of slay like slay's only six weeks old and we're about to get a national distribution and so i have to start thinking about it more as, as a brand and so, uh, oddly enough, the, the eight-year-old grandson kicked it out because we were saying it's it's fun, flirty, and I'm like, give me another F. And I was talking to Diane and Ryan, the daughter Ryan, and then the eight-year-old says, fly. And I'm like, That's all right. It. <laughs> I was That's like, it. dang. And so, obviously, out of the lens of, of how we do content and how we talk about it, it's going to be fun, flirty, and fly. And so that helps define what the product is. Now, we'll say it doesn't itch, it's lightweight, so all that kind of stuff. That's the product marketing. And then the brand is fun, flirty, fly. And so when you combine all of that into whatever we do uh, uh, on social or whatever we do with these, these video vignettes or demonstrations and all that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff is a basic thing. And so I have been fortunate enough to be around strong brands, you know, and hearing how they 
talk about brand, like I said, from an HBO to the, the family of Pepsi stuff to, to the Coca-Cola, obviously Nike, Jordan, Converse, all that kind of stuff. So there is some basic stuff. We talked about the flywheel of, of PR, product development, sports entertainment, Nike, I mean, sports entertainment, excuse me, sports marketing, entertainment marketing, all that kind of stuff is the basic. But, yeah, once you get a product, you got to figure out how to make somebody's life better. And then you got to just tell them, we make you better. We make you better. It's better. You, you'll jump higher or you look better with slay hair. You know, and that's that what branding is. And that's that. And he's getting them to believe it, you know, um, and delivering on the promise, whatever the promise is. Because uh, uh, to date, uh, I forget how many units we've sold, but we only had two people over six weeks and thousands of product out there say that it itches. Okay. One woman out of Atlanta and I think another woman in Oakland. Just two people. Well, when we come forward, we will have more with Damon Haley. We're going to get into Vince Staples and a comment he has about the current state of rap culture. All of that and more. You are locked in to RSVP with Joe Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, it's Joe Monroe. You are locked in to RSVP with Joe Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Here with my guest, Damon Haley, we have had a fascinating conversation around entrepreneurship, branding, big name brands, high profile names, iconic. So Damon, I just want to go back to this as an entrepreneur who is touching different areas, but bringing them all together sort of seamlessly. They're coming together very cohesively Mm -hmm. and they don't seem, even though in some they may seem very opposite of each other. When you get into your story, they're really not, and it's sort of a natural progression. So can you talk a little bit about all of these points, how you came to the notion that I can handle all of these businesses, I can evolve as such, and still be true to my core principles? Yeah, I think it's always important to have a good conversation about who you are. You know, in in the earlier segment I said, I'm not the same, I'm not the same person I was four years ago, six years ago, you got to say, what am I and what am I now? What brings me happiness? What do I do really well? And what can I do effortlessly that can bring me value? And for me, value is bringing me, uh, me helping people. Like I, I, I help people get better. And so that's why I have a book out there. My book helps people get better. And along the way, I get compensated for everybody who buys the book, right? Um, I figure beauty. Beauty is something that people always pursue, particularly women, always pursue it. And so I have multiple outlets where as long as I have the products that you want, that's great and I give you great service. And then along the way, I said, let me make some products to solve problems. But my last one with, with Titan is really around teaching middle school age boys, hygiene, grooming, and style, which is something that a lot of them don't get. We talked about the fatherless homes and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to teach that and instruct that and hopefully knock on wood that I'll be able to do it with LA Unified School District and actually other school districts in Georgia and different parts of California. But I'm building product around what a young man should use, body wash, lotion, all that kind of stuff, and instruct you on Hey, get the boogers out your nose, get the <laughs> wax out your ears. Tough conversations that I will get to have and scale the conversations that, once again, a teacher don't want to have or maybe a mother is just going to complain about the funky adolescent 
they ain't gonna they ain't gonna tell her tell how to do it so that's been my formula let me do how do i make people better how do i build a product and a voice and a message around it and then watch it go and it's been successful for me uh when i started doing that even when i had my own agency i was still a a, a problem solver and so i just put together things to help problems so you got to figure out where your sweet spot is what excites you and then what do you do well and then you got to do something that people are willing to pay for right you absolutely know. so really quick i want to remind him again the book of dh dreams and hopes that is your book yep which can be found on damonhaley.com amazon wherever you get your local yeah, books barnes from. and nobles barnes and all nobles all of that there's an audible version glow and flow beauty is located right here in inglewood on mm -hmm. la brea what's the address uh, 933 North La Brea. Uh, we meet you with a smile. We meet you with service. And we have a wide array of products. Amazing. Slay hair. They can call their local beauty retail operation or go into Glow and Flow. Or online, online. at uh, slayhair.com. Three wise. Three wise, slayhair.com. Um, and I will say it's a braid hair, but... Uh, it's also used for uh, ponytails. It's used for headpieces. Yes, all it of is. That. You'll be seeing me with my slay hair ponytail very soon in a couple of days. That's what's up. Yeah, no. Um, and, of course, they can get your book if they want some business consulting and advice. Yeah, and I do I do actually still consult, actually, with, with the sports stuff. I do. I do. I just don't advertise that. That's more friends asking me once again, can you solve a problem? Can you lift an idea? Can you create something extraordinary? I always say if the world has seen it, I'm not interested. I want to create something the world hasn't seen before. You know how I do. Okay. Um, I have to ask you next time how you track that. How do you know that the world has never seen something before and created and blow it out? Yeah, it's, it's, That'll be for the next time when you come right, back. That's what's up. Funny thing, something's happening in China that I did in 2011, and people are saying, hey, they just renamed it. And I know the one of the workers is now a VP. And I just said, no, nah, she gets to do that. She can use it. I'm done with it. You know, so... Um, all types of stuff around the world that I'm I'm seeing resurfacing, you know, people not original, they just copycat. So, you know, when you create something that is legendary, I know we throw around those words a quite a bit, but seriously, if you guys knew, and I'm telling you, but I'm not going to go into detail, but <laughs> if you knew, listen, You've heard the names I mentioned, right? So that just gives you a little concept. But if you knew, you'd look at some things differently. But that's kind of, you know, they say imitation is the sincerest, is what the most sincere form of flattery. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I ever bought that, but. Well, I will say, you know, it's funny. People often say that. I get calls all the time. And I, to me, you never know what you're doing until you reflect back on it. So when people say, Man, it's not like this. People out of Chicago, New York, all all different types of places. And I'm like, the world don't need it now. When I was doing it, the world needed it. Our our culture and we we needed it in order to be hot. Absolutely. People don't need it now to be hot. I think most people cool with being warm. That's an interesting concept. Well, I have one final question sure. before we start a 
get on with the night. So do you think uh, there's a lot of entitlement now amongst everyone? I think social media has made most people recognize that they have a voice and a reach far beyond what they ever imagined. How does that impact you as a business owner? Because I think common courtesies are gone. I think that people respect people less but demand more um, and feel that they should not extend as much social grace or, you know, just those basic things. So as a business owner, the me, me, me era that we're in, and so to speak, do you find that that impacts you? Do you find that that impacts your customers? Yeah, you know, I I live in a world of uh, Yelp reviews, Google reviews, and uh, I take it serious because I tend to celebrate. Like I got a call. I was on a call today. Uh, once again, it's some real estate issue. And I thank the woman at the title company for helping me because she helped me. She could have said yes or no and got me off the phone. And she helped me tremendously. I called back and said, who's Donna's boss? Because Donna's boss probably gets complaints more so than the elevated piece. I said, Donna need a raise promotion or bonus for what she did for me today. And I think that like when I see Google reviews, uh, you know, because we're looking for five-star ratings and all that kind of stuff. And I know it's only two people that, that said slay itch because I'd be asking. <laughs> and so I, I want to, you know, and I don't mind that, you know, two out of, you know, all the units we done sold. And so that does mean something because it's the people who complain and feel shorted that go the furthest, you know, with, with dragging you down. That's it's true. not the people that elevate. So when you tune those five-star ratings and all that kind of stuff, it just takes two people to get you off of that, you know. But the people who really enjoy the service or like you, they'll just be like, thank you and keep moving. If you hurt, you 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 going to, you know, I'm going to write a letter, you know, that kind of stuff. My Like I said, my accountant, we had a knockdown drag out, and he says, Damon, don't do this. You're emotional and in your feelings, and it's only business because I wanted to do something to – disrupt somebody because he hurt my feelings and I was in my feelings and I told him when's the deadline okay we'll talk about it October 1 and I'll see if I'm still in my feelings so all of that kind of stuff to be able to weaponize your voice which which that's what I call it thumb thuggers you know know, all that kind of stuff that's very important in my business because I'm trying to make customers extremely happy with everything that I do I always ask people I, I was able to find three edits in my book because somebody told me about it, you know, and one was a was a wrong one that got me in trouble, you know, and it was a it was a wrong. It was a it didn't make sense. That was the beautiful thing. And when somebody that mattered corrected that, he says, Damon, I still expect higher than you. You should have been reading this, but I know it was wrong. And it, I'll tell you when we off air. OK, the, the, the thing, because you will get it. Uh so 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 yeah, it was wrong. So so it just means something. It, it's easier for people like to hunk a horn and to say thank you for letting me in. You know that kind of thing on the road. So I take it for, I take it serious because it matters. So tell us once again where your social media, where we can find you. Yeah, I'm simple. I'm 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 on Instagram and Facebook, Damon Haley. Or if you want to check my website, is DamonHaley.com. If you want to buy some gift, someone from some great hair and support black owned businesses something that's extraordinary out there in this hair space it's a slay s-l-a-y-y-y hair.com that's slay hair with three y's 
Um, and we haven't done anything with Titan because we are trying to strike a deal with LA Unified and hopefully that works. Amazing. Oh, Glow oh. and Flow. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Glow, Glow and, and flow. flow. Glow and Flow Beauty. G-L-O-W-A-N-D-F-L-O-W Beauty.com. Glow and Flow Beauty.com. No fancy spellings, but that's where we at. So make sure you lock in with Damon Haley. Thank you so much for rocking with us tonight. This week we will have Lauren LaRosa. She's coming in, former TMZ host and producer. Also, we'll have our 2B movie reviews and, of course, more trending topics and headlines. Thank you for tapping into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580 tonight. I'm Jill Monroe. Have an amazing night, and I will check you out tomorrow.